We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Sam, listeners, Lightyear's podcast, do you ever feel like you're always on? What do you do when you need a moment to chill? How do you like to hit the reset button to get ready for what's next? There's only one beer out there that's literally made to chill, and that's Coors Light. The mountains on the bottles and cans even turn blue when your beer is cold. Wow, that's amazing. That way you always know when it's time to chill. When you need to hit reset, just open up the Coors Light. It's mountain cold refreshment and made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. And as always, celebrate. I'm Chanae Ogwumike. I'm Lisa Leslie, and we're very excited to tell you about our new podcast with Blue Wire, Front and Center. Lisa and I are breaking down what's going on in our lives, in the world, and keeping it 100. We're also learning from amazing guests as well, like Emmanuel Acho. People that show love to me, I forever got their back. Vivica A. Fox. If the foundation isn't right, then the rest of it's going to go wrong from there. And more. Subscribe to Front and Center today. Andy, nine days, nine days until the draft. How many times, Sam, do you think we can get Vicini on between now and nine days? So I think we've had him on twice in the offseason. <laughs> if we can get him on like three more times in nine days, I think, I think we'll be in good shape. We might be able to get to everyone that we need to. <laughs> Sam, what's going on, man? Appreciate you making a little yeah. time for us. No, of course, guys. Uh, I think this is going to have to be the last time, unfortunately, <laughs> before the draft starts. But... I am more than happy to come on and give you guys at least a little bit of time, uh, as much as I can. I've got I've got a few podcasts scheduled this week that are like outside of the athletic network, right? Um, and you guys are one of them, certainly. Uh, we got uh, a few others that I, that I chose to make the time for. I chose to make the time for you guys because it's always fun. Also, the the greatest part I was telling Sam beforehand is Fendiara. I was like, "Hey, uh, anytime you listen to a, a Vicini podcast, it's always like it's never like forty five minutes. It's always like it's always like an hour and a half. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't know how I don't know how he does it. I don't know how he turns it out. That's that's you know, great great caffeine, great pills, great energy. Uh, ca- <laughs> caffeine, it is. Like, do you know do you know that uh, scene in Ricky Bobby where uh, the son is at the dinner table and he goes i'm all hopped up on mountain dew right like that's me except on coffee for you know the last two months of a draft cycle and you've moved literally to the other side of the world so now your time zones are all off too so how does that work out with i mean right now i guess is better you know because now it's just (laughs) smoke screen intel season right no uh, so i'll be honest i'm only like in the middle of a work day i'm only like sort of kind of aware of what time it is in Australia because all of my clocks are set to Pacific time because mm-hmm. like I need to know more like what time I'm dealing with in America as opposed to uh, Australia right now. Right. Yeah, no, that makes total sense. And I'm sure that's just has you up at the weirdest hours, right? <laughs> no, you know what? Like, I, look, I'm very lucky. And like next week it'll be miserable because I'll have to wake up at sure. like, two o'clock in the morning and like, 
you know, have a normal work day, but you know, I'm very lucky in that, like I get to largely write and make my own hours, uh, like as necessary. So that, that part of it's not going to be a problem, but next week will be like, I'll be up at two o'clock and we'll be like rolling by the time 3am rolls around. Yeah, we're we're about to enter the uh, the home stretch of smoke screens, and I feel like no one is trying to hide their intentions more than the Warriors at this point. Would you say that's correct? Or do you actually have a feel for what they're going to do? Because like the last few mocks, you've consistently hit on the fact that like everyone has a different opinion on what direction the Warriors are going. Yeah, so. I still feel that way. It's funny. Like I've talked to five different agents today, right? It's five o'clock your time. I've been up for six or seven hours today. Okay. Six hours. And I've talked to five different agents. And the thing that I keep getting told is, look, we have like general feels on what teams sort of kind of like our guys and sort of kind of, you know, what teams at the top are going to do. But because Minnesota and Golden State are so all over the place with trade talks and with uh, the prospects that they're looking at, that it is very, very uncertain. And that, that's kind of why like, I also haven't really gotten into the, you know, I'm hearing the Golden State Warriors are doing X, Y, and Z. Uh, I'm hearing the, <laughs> right. uh, like for instance, like <laughs> I've heard like four different reports on what the Timberwolves are going to do. I've heard four different reports on what, I've, well, no, I've heard 14 different reports on what the Warriors are going to do. <laughs> the Warriors are drafting um, everyone, we know. <laughs> yeah, like the the Hornets want Wiseman and they want a Kongwu, and if they, but they're also narrowed in on the top three guys. Uh you know, the Pistons are debating moving up for LaMelo Ball, but they also really like Patrick Williams. And then, oh, wait, like they also need a point guard. So Tyrese Halliburton and Killian Hayes are in the mix. So, like, I have educated guesses that right. I could share with people. But I, I personally don't feel real comfortable doing that because at the end of the day, even the sources that I talk to are just like, look, we're all just guessing right now. Uh, like I, I could like, you know, say what the, you know, five separate agents that I talked to today said, and I could publish that. And theoretically I could say sources told me yeah. X, Y, and Z, but you know what? Like, I, I don't really see that as, you know, I, I got like multiple polar opposite things while talking to people today. So like, I don't know. I tend to have like a very discerning, point of view on this stuff like I, i'm not gonna just like throw some shit at the wall and be like okay this is what's happening you know that's, not to that's say what that, we're like, here I to do that's what yeah and that's I, our job that's our job <laughs> yeah and like to be honest like I'll, I'll tell you that like i read john gavoni's story today and like a lot of what john wrote is like very very similar to what i'm hearing but okay. there, there are like some differences but yeah like i, I think that you know, there are people who you should listen to on this. John is one of them. John's one of the best in the business. I was actually just reading his piece earlier. And the thing that stood out, to, actually, I want to pull it up now. Of course, I can't find it. Um, the, the thing that was standing out to me was like Patrick Williams rising, but that has very little to do with the Warriors. Whoa, hey, point. whoa, 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 whoa. Don't say that. <laughs> Patrick, Patrick Williams is someone that. You know, every single player is someone that the patron saint of the Light Years podcast, Patrick Williams. He is honestly like every time we we think of someone that uh, you know, you think of Jason Tatum, way more polished, right. way more polished. He just way better coming out of college. Patrick Williams, <laughs> not even close to that. But I think when you think of someone who has that two way wing ability, I don't even think that's someone you think of as Vassell, which is another guy that Warriors, you know, the podcasters got love Devin Vassell. I think they love Vassell more than they love mm -hmm. Steph at this point. Um, but Patrick Williams is probably the guy that's closest to superstar talent, I think, outside of Wiseman and and Edwards and, and Ball, probably. So, yeah, <laughs> kind of. Like, I get it. Like, he's, he's just very, very, very raw. Like, he's very raw still, which makes it 
very tough to figure out. Like he's almost like a blank canvas, I think, in a lot of ways for teams. Um, like I wrote back in what what day did I publish this? October thirteenth. So about a month ago. I wrote the Williams to Detroit thing that everyone seems to have now. Right. Um, I wrote, there is a thought that they like a similar prospect here in Patrick Williams out of Florida state. And this pick starts Williams's potential draft range. So th- this isn't coming out of nowhere with Patrick Williams, right? Like th- this isn't just like a, this week thing. And like the right. Pistons are th- throwing smoke screens. Like I've probably written it before that, to be honest, because I've heard it for a few months now that that was a thing. So like, The thing with Patrick Williams is that teams are hunting for upside in any way that they can find it in this draft class. And with Patrick Williams, you have a guy who's six foot eight and looks like a fucking bear. Like he is absolutely enormous. His shoulders are like fucking boulders on top of his like body. And he's 230 pounds already. And it's very easy to imagine him becoming a 240 pound just like freak of nature who nobody can stop because he's just stronger than everyone else right maybe and then he has like pull-up ability and he has some really interesting passing ability like i'm sure you guys have watched the highlights like this dude can throw left-handed one-handed live dribble passes cross wing like kick out (laughs) right Uh, now you're talking back into him uh, we're back but, but let's here oh, so here here's the things that worry me about pat williams right pat williams i think is getting 15 percent overrated athletically he's a good athlete he is also kind of slow-footed and is not like an elite level leaper at the rim barely ever leaps off of one foot really um even off of two doesn't have like a ton of lift and then if you watch him in space defensively he's like not the most fleet of foot like he's not Isaac Okoro out here defensively that's my guy so yeah so like I I like Patrick Williams I think he's really interesting but he's got a long way to go like this isn't like a no-brainer like elite level prospect in my opinion nice so the one thing uh Givoni did say here in the article you just referenced uh he mentioned Zach Lowe reported this and I'm sure you heard similar that the wolves and warriors are trying to trade their picks for a star level player. Uh, but there's no appetite for it. And I don't think it's going to happen. It seems unlikely that, you know, it'll come up. Like I, I was just talking with Andy about this uh, earlier today. If you had to, if I had to guess, I'd say like 60 to 70% chance the warriors end up staying at two in some capacity at this point. I just don't know that there's a trade there for him, but that still gives you like 30 to 40% chance they trade out of it. I just don't think they're going to get that home run star trade they want. I don't know where you're at with the Warriors there. Like, do you, I, I guess I, this is a roundabout way of saying it's either going to be Edwards or Wiseman if they stay at two. I just can't see them tr- drafting someone else at two. They could trade down because they like someone else, but I think they're going to stick there. Where are you with kind of them sticking it to versus moving down? I think it will depend on what Minnesota does at one. Okay. Uh, I'm not as convinced. Like, look, I, I think Lamella Ball is like 100% in the mix with Minnesota, right? Like, yes. I think that they're strongly, strongly considering taking him. Um, I don't think think it's a certainty that they're done on that though and let's say that they take anthony edwards or something like that right right and Lamelo ball falls to two is there a world where the knicks want to move up is there a world where the bulls want to move up uh you know like a very easy trade i think is the Bulls moving to number two in order to draft LaMelo Ball. Uh, A very easy trade is Charlotte trying to jump Golden State in order to get James Wiseman, if that's who they want, right? And I think that that is – like, I actually do believe that reporting based off of what I know. 
So, and I've published that before. Um, so I think a lot of it depends on what happens at one. If James Wiseman goes one, or if Anthony Edwards goes one, there's going to be a real appetite for that number two overall pick, and they could see offers pour in on draft night to where things get like actually interesting for them. Okay. And then at number four, like I think that they do like Denny. Like I think that that's sure. like Ethan's Ethan Strauss's reporting on that like matches what I've heard in terms of like I think that they like him. I don't know that they like him enough to take him at two, but like I think that they would be comfortable taking him a little bit further down. So yeah, yeah it's it's I, I think it's just like all over the map. You know what I mean? Like it's there are so many different permutations of the way the order could go right now that it's hard for me to say like Golden State's gonna keep the pick, Golden State's gonna move the pick. You know, it's there's too much there are too many balls in the air. I think both teams are are both Golden State and Minnesota are a little screwed because the draft isn't great, but then the Golden State's probably a little bit more screwed because Minnesota obviously has the better pick, so a little bit more leverage. Well, they just have more control. Basically. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They want. Lowry marketing, by the way, does not excite me. So I've been seeing that pop up more and more, and it's uh, it's getting a little annoying. But I guess I guess if somebody loves James Wiseman, you know, or or Lamelo Ball, then 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 I guess you do it, but well, let's talk about yeah, Wiseman. I mean, if, it, if it's, if it's four and Lowry for number two, like I don't even think twice yeah. about that. Yeah. Like I I'm running to make Adam silver, like do that deal. Uh, it might be there, but I think James Wiseman is, well, he might be the guy I think today, like if the draft happened two minutes ago, it, it, we would say mm-hmm. maybe the most likely, I think Sam and I agree that James Wiseman would be in a warrior's Jersey. So, Smitty, you had a question. Were you just were you just asking his thoughts on James Wiseman? Well, I was about to get to. I, I guess I wanted to uh, get Sam's thoughts on w- w- where he thinks the Warriors are with both Wiseman and Edwards. I think we can yeah. safely limit. They're not drafting Lamelo Ball. <laughs> they're just not. Like if they do, a trade will be announced within five minutes. I, I I've yet to hear anyone who thinks that they would actually like, you know. Lamelo Ball will be in a Warriors jersey on December twenty second. So, uh, but Edwards that, that tracks with me too. Yeah. I mean, look, like the funny thing is, like maybe the Warriors are slow rolling all of us. Like they've released amazing. every single name, every single name, every single name, and then they take Lamelo. Like that'd be hilarious. It'd be the ultimate smokescreen, right? It's like a, yeah, it's like the usual suspects or something just catching you out of nowhere. Um, yeah, but yeah, with Edwards and Wiseman, I guess the more popular name linked to the Warriors has been Wiseman. A lot of that is just obvious oh they don't know who's starting at center and he's Mm -hmm. the best prospect at center Uh, but I'm less convinced that if they are sitting there and those are their two options they should go with Wiseman I I want your thoughts on that if you're the Warriors and you're not going to trade out of that pick which you still you seem to think it's more likely they would than they wouldn't if they had that but um, I I don't know that it's more likely Uh, it certainly is what I would do but okay. uh, I, I don't know that they have like the taker for the offer that they want. You know what I'm, I think that you guys are right on the money on that. Yeah. So if you're sitting there, LaMelo goes number one and there's nothing that, you know, kind of excites you in terms of trades, what are you, what would you do? And then what do you think the warriors would do? Like, I, I know those are not mutually exclusive. Like who do you like more between the two prospects and where do you think they would lean at this point? <sighs> So I think the biggest question that the Warriors would have to answer on that, and I'll give an like I promise I will give an answer okay. <laughs> before I uh, go on this little tangent. Um, the biggest answer that the Warrior, biggest question the Warriors have to answer is: Are they taking this pick to retain trade value for a potential star trade down the road, or are they making this pick? to add to their core or both, right? Like you can do both at the end of the day with this, but because I think the answers are different because we've seen the way that centers tend to depreciate in terms of value on the trade marketplace right now. Right. Unless you're Anthony Davis, (laughs) unless you're Anthony Davis, it would be riskier from a trade perspective to take James Wiseman than it would Anthony Edwards. Because 
I think that if you're the Warriors, you trust your culture and your veteran leadership to keep Anthony Edwards on the right track and to make him the best kind of player that he can be and have him reach his ceiling. If you're looking at it purely from this guy is entering our core to help us win sooner rather than later, and we need someone that we know is going to help us win, I would take James Wiseman because I feel very confident James Wiseman is going to be a starting center. James Wiseman is like, to me, one of the safest prospects in this draft. I think he is going to be a starting caliber center in the NBA. He's too big. He's too athletic. He's too long. He's a good rim protector. He's a great rim runner. He's like an elite level character kid. Like they're, they're the, the flaws are like, look, we think he likes basketball. Um, but does he like love it at the 99th percentile of everyone else? Right. He's not Jimmy Butler in there at two in the morning starting his day. Yeah. (laughs) Like he's not fucking locked in right now. Like Jimmy Butler all the time. Um, (laughs) But that's like, and part of that too is like the idea of, guys having different interests off the court like and nba executives getting frustrated with that like this conversation happened with someone like jalen fucking brown two years right right oh is he too smart he's too he's too interested (laughs) in remember that in activism yeah and it it happened with jared allen as well right like that's another one that i remember pretty distinctly um so all of these conversations i think tend to be bullshit because once you're playing to make a hundred million dollars at some point you're gonna fucking work like (laughs) if you're intelligent that is like if you're smart and mature as a human being you're gonna put the work in and it's not like nba players lack for time off the court whenever they're not playing right like there's a reason devin booker sits on like call of duty all day and talks about how funny it was when people found the Hooters with the fellas tweets. Like <laughs> this stuff happens. <laughs> yeah, they have time. So if James Edward, James Wiseman wants to get involved in a number of other things, he's going to have time to do that. So I, I'm not worried about that part of it with Wiseman, but it's something that comes up. But the Anthony Edwards, I think then is, is, you're saying has a lot more upside in terms of a, a trade chip and as, as a basketball player too. I mean, moving forward, I mean, you just, you're talking about yeah. bigs like Wiseman could just be, I mean, even you just said Jared Allen. It's like, well, yeah, Jay's Wiseman might just end up being Jared Allen, like kind of a nice center yeah. guy. Uh, yeah. Maybe. I, I think you know he'll I mean? be better than Jared, but I understand right. what you mean. Yeah. Like that, that is a real potential outcome for James Wiseman. And then Anthony Edwards could be Jalen Brown. For, yeah, or, for, well, the floor for Anthony Edwards is Dion Waiters. <laughs> like, so just a little, bit, a little bit lower than a starting center. <laughs> yeah. Like the floor here, the floor for, D, the floor for Anthony Edwards is lower uh, than James Wiseman because I feel very good about James Wiseman, worst case scenario, being able to play 25 minutes a night and providing very high level rim protection and maybe hitting some trailer threes. Right. Like that's like the worst case I think for Wiseman. Maybe like a peak Deandre Jordan plus an occasional three pointer type of thing is like a a, shit. Like peak Deandre Jordan was like a three time all NBA guy. Like if that's, if that's what we're getting from a floor for James Wiseman, like fuck, I mean, take him right now at number one. (laughs) You know what yeah. I mean? Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. I always thought he was a little uh, overrated. On that the, was a little. Uh, yeah. That was that was some doc campaigning to a degree. It was. Look, I mean, he was a good. He was right. a good. He was a good starter, but yeah, Doc definitely yeah. made it seem like he was Bill Russell. <laughs> You're 100 percent right, but if that's the floor, is my point. Like, sure. take him now. At the end of the day, like if he can be better than that, like if, if that's the floor, the ceiling is ridiculous. Then, but I, I don't think that's the floor. I think the floor is like. Oh, I'm trying to come up with a name off the top of my head that is like a limited. It'd be like maybe a knockoff Miles Turner might be the floor. Okay. Like if we think Miles Turner is like a starting center in the NBA who's like a league average starting center, 
like it'd be like slightly less. Well, Warriors Turner. fans do love them. Some Miles Turner. So you ironically, them. that's like the name um, yes. that we always argue is like the lowest caliber of player that we'd want the Warriors to trade the number two for. So and, and the trade exception, <laughs> yeah, that is, that is the guy. So Vasini, you really hit it. You're really appealing to all Warriors fans. It's everyone's favorite. Yeah, I, I would. Just take look me personally, and like I said, I would answer the question, and I've gone sure. in a roundabout way of answering the question. Uh, I would take James Wiseman personally over Anthony Edwards, and it's because I trust James Wiseman more, and because I think that putting James Wiseman in a locker room with Draymond Green would help James Wiseman. Couldn't you make that same argument with Anthony Edwards? Uh, if you're saying your fears for him are, well, let's, we've we've all watched him play enough to to notice there's some Wiggins s tendencies to float and take terrible shots, right. and like you would think putting a player like that on the Warriors, where you know if he's not going to do the right things, it's not like they don't have perimeter players, and it's not like they can't you know cut his minutes in half or all that right. sort of stuff. Uh, isn't there that you know where it's kind of like. Um, you put him in that situation in theory, you get what, you know, some sort of good version of him. So there, there's like a difference in who they are. Right. Um, and like, I don't want to fucking psychoanalyze sure. in like, but teams you know, are absurd way. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like this is exactly what teams are doing by the way, but like, you know, it's, like I've talked to Anthony Edwards like once in my life. Like it's unfair for me to like do this right on some level. And I've talked to James Wiseman, I think once or twice in my life. So it's unfair for me to do this on some level too, in the other way. Um, the questions with Anthony Edwards are, will he do the right kind of work and be willing to do the right kind of work to reach his ceiling with James Wiseman? It's not about that. Like it's not a it's not a maturity question. Like James Wiseman has a world of maturity. Um, I get where you're going, Anthony. Yeah, like it's not that. Like Anthony Edwards has dealt with a lot of tragedy in his life. Like his mother passed, his grandmother passed, like very early in his like you know teens. Um, he's been raised by his brother and his sister and like it, it's been I mean, you, a you, situation. Feel for, you feel for a kid who, who's you know that's their background yeah and like his father is you know was not necessarily um like a part of the inner circle from what i gather so like you feel for a kid like that 100 percent. and teams are a little bit more uncertain i think is the way to put it about how mature he is at this stage of his development inter like in terms of like will he do the right things consistently that's why like whenever you hear um like i think that Cavoni alluded to it in the story by saying like um you know he didn't look great at his pro day um didn't you know right seem to be taking it like seriously and didn't um look great there right uh is he going to be willing to put in the preparation to consist be consistent as a person right like that was his one opportunity this time on tv to be able to like say i am the number one pick and he looks worse than tyrese maxi during the workout yeah so Uh like that's concerning to nba teams right um you know, he mentioned like can't NBA teams don't believe he will reach his or have more questions about how likely he is that it'll reach a ceiling. He'll reach a ceiling. That's why. Um, just no, that's, questions that's fair. About, yeah. yeah that. I think so, that that tells me if I were if I were uh, to guess, <laughs> look, if I were, you know, maybe Atlanta or you did say Atlanta, but maybe if I were another team, the Knicks or, or Charlotte or someone, right? Whereas one of these bottom feeder teams where I don't know if their coaching or organization are very good, then that's probably bad. I would say if you're if you're the Warriors front office, I you know I, I'd assume that the Warriors are probably going to be like we'll take James Wiseman because of that. But I think on the other side, if you're also the Warriors front office, you're also like, well, I mean, where else is yeah. he going to be become? You know, where else is he going to become? 
what what, what is his upside? What is it? They say Dwayne Wade. <laughs> Where else is he going to become Dwayne Wade? Right? Then 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 our building. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's definitely a rose-colored upside. Um, <laughs> yeah, it, it, to me, it's like bouncy Bradley Beal, almost. I mean, which, great. which again, would, amazing. if he right. became a bouncy Bradley Beal, that would be the best player in the or draft, just most Bradley likely. Beal. Or just Brad- yeah. <laughs> or maybe poor man's Bradley Beal is <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. But I want to like move. The ups, like, the upside is like bouncy Bradley Beal. Like, guy that, frankly, doesn't really take defense as seriously as he probably should, right? Mm-hmm. Like, Bradley Beal was not good defensively this year in a very bad situation in Washington. Um, it's a very, very high level shot creator guy that, you know, in college with Bradley Beal, if you go back and look at his numbers, did not shoot it as well as you would think Bradley Beal shot it in college. Um, yeah. I would say like bouncy Bradley Beal. He and um, he, and, on a different side note, he and Devin Booker are always the guys who I'm like surprised by their three point percentage. Cause in my mind, it seems like it should be yeah. higher. Because of how pure, yeah, because of how yeah. pure their shot looks. But all right, Sam. Yeah. So you you have a hard stop. So we want to. Um, I want to get to this last part before you go. Uh, the second part of Gavoni's speech, which you alluded to, and you've written basically the same thing, is the next tier of players outside the guys who are projecting to go top three. Everyone's kind of in agreement who they are. They just have different orders. You know, so mm-hmm. it's like Denny, mm-hmm. Obi Toppin, Isaac Okoro. Tyrese Halliburton, Onyeka Nkongwu, Patrick Williams. Um, most, I guess you could throw Killian Hayes potentially in there too. Um, uh, yeah, I, I, I mean, like there's a chance he goes as high as like eight. But sure. I don't know that I see it. Okay. As quite in that tier necessarily. Maybe. I mean, it's, it's not impossible he goes in that tier. I think the teams think of him as like – generally a little bit lower than those other guys. Got it. Okay, so we'll keep him off that list then. Um, Ethan Strauss will not get his dream of killing Hayes to the Warriors. Um, of those guys, who do you like the most for the Warriors, and who do you think they like? We talked about Denny before. We've talked about uh, Obi. I personally think Isaac Okoro is a player. He just screams Steve Kerr to me, flaws and all even. Um, but where, where do you land yeah. on it? in terms of if the yeah. Warriors trade back to four, five, seven, eight, something like that. Yeah, I have. I would say a Koro or a Kongwu, personally. If they want to keep running like a crazy switchable defense like they did in the, you know, uh, Glory years. previous <laughs> era, like I, I guess like still the same era, but the first part of this era. Sure. I like uh, a Koro a lot because it would really unlock a lot of different defensive coverages. Also another guy that's like very mature, very uh, – like trustworthy you could get him on the court immediately and i think there would be zero problems uh same with Akoro as well uh Akoro, get him on the court with zero problems right now i think he's a really underrated passer like i think his comparison oh is, like i really think his comparison is andre iguodala like i you just got just genuinely hard. And, and that is why i think he just screams the guy the warriors like they just don't want to take him at number two yeah um because yeah, and, like, I'll tell you this, like, I talked to quite a few coaches in the SEC that were like, yeah, we liked Okoro better than Edwards when we played them. I could see it. I mean, he he matches all the kind of, like, it, and then just fitting in with the Iguodala and Draymond perspective of his fatal yeah. flaws is shooting. So, but does everything else at a high level, right? Yeah. I, I have some concerns about the shooting as well. Um but he does everything else at such a high level. And he is like a similar level of doesn't give a fuck about stats, makes the winning play every time. Like that's, that's what he does. Every single level that he's been on, his team has won games consistently. Every level. High school, AAU, Auburn, they lost like five games, two of them when he was out this year. Like <laughs> – He's yeah. he's a absolute winner yeah. in like a real way, and th- that's something that like look like I've started to care about more the more I do this. Hmm. Like I, I do care more about like guys that are high IQ, that are winners, that are tough, that are um, that do that. Like it, those are just the guys that tend to come in and make an impact. At the we end did of have the day. Uh, we did have Seth Partnow come on the pod last week, and he echoed something similar from a front office perspective that it is hard to gauge that, but you do have to gauge it. It's it's like I mean it's like Draymond Green. It's like the guy the guy just won. Yeah, like he was fat and 
It's easy to look at all the things he can't do from a physical standpoint that you almost sometimes forget that like every team he's on tends to win at a pretty decent clip. No, hundred percent. Like it's really easy to look at someone like um, I'm trying to think like I'm pulling up my, I have a list up here. Um, It's easy to look at someone like, like a Pat Williams, like I did earlier. Right. And like, I'll just like shit on myself here. Right. And like point out everything that he can't do. But then you have to remember like, holy fuck, this guy's six foot eight has like an almost seven foot wingspan. Looks like a bear is stronger than almost everyone that is his size and has actual basketball skill and like knows how to play off ball team defense. Like that's a, that's a win right there. Right. Yeah. Definitely. Okay, so on the Okoro front, what what teams do you think are also interested in him aside from the Warriors at this point? I'm I'm trying to gauge because I I genuinely do think if they trade down to somewhere between four and ten, he's the guy they're gonna they're gonna want. That's just so, my personal opinion. I think Chicago will look. I don't know that he would be super high on my list for Chicago, but sure. it's tough to gauge what Chicago is looking at specifically because it's Arturis's first general manager, like running the show of the draft, right? right? It's the first time. So I think teams are other teams and agents and everyone across the industry struggling to figure out where exactly he thinks that they're going to go. Um, I think Cleveland will strongly look at a Cora. Uh, I've written before that they really like Denny and that they really like Obi Toppin. Um, I think they will also strongly look at Okoro. Okay. Um, Detroit, obviously there is the Patrick Williams rumor. Right. If Patrick Williams, for some reason, is gone, like some team moves ahead of Detroit to take him because it seems like everyone in the industry thinks that Detroit likes him. I don't think I would be surprised if they took a quarrel. Um, I haven't heard him for the Knicks necessarily. I haven't heard him for Washington either. Got it. But, you know, I heard him for Sacramento before Sacramento fired their general managers. And, <laughs> like their front office. I don't know. That's the other thing. Like Monty McNair is like a total wild card from Sacramento or for Sacramento. San right. Antonio is a real wild card right now, too, I think. Um, you know, a lot of the guys that will be in their range are guards. and All they have is guards. So. All they have is guards. Um, and I think that they were, they were also looking at this draft as, like, a potential to go upside as well, I think. And, like, do they look at someone? Like, I think that they would have – I think they like Pat Williams. Um, but I don't know that Pat Williams gets there now. So right. who do they – who do they look at? Like, I, I can throw upside names out there, sure. but like no one, I've heard a bunch of them for San Antonio. So like, I don't know that I want to throw any names out there. Okay. No, that makes all sense. Okay. You have to take off now. So you want to plug anything before you get out of here? Um, no, I haven't written anything in a while. Just go subscribe to the game theory podcast. I'll have something all a lot coming on Monday and maybe later this week. Um, but up until then, I'm, you know, I don't think I've actually published anything for a month because of that. So, but I have, some, I have, it's not because I moved to Australia. It's because I have like a bigger project forthcoming. Warriors fans are waiting with bated breath. Sam Vecini is, is everyone, every Warriors fans favorite for the past gonna year. Make plus. A, <laughs> gonna make a run at Seth Partno for the largest athletic series of the month. <laughs> All right. hold, hold on hold on hold no 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 time out time out <laughs> i ranked every team's rookie scale prospects and did it on average for like seven thousand words a story and here is part now coming in like oh yeah like i teared out all the players and wrote like a paragraph on them get the fuck out of here now <laughs> Hey, elite, I, elite, I genuinely elite marketing love Seth. This is a total yeah. joke. I genuinely love Seth Part now. He's like the best human being. He's great. You guys are great, man. Vicini, hey, get some sleep. Go talk to 20 more agents. You know, we're looking forward to draft night, man. I'm, I'm excited. So we appreciate you coming on, bro. Appreciate yeah, it, Sam. Yeah, of course, anytime, guys. <laughs> 
Indeed. Even though sports had a break, your business did not. You have to keep moving, and that makes hiring more difficult than ever. Indeed is here to help. Indeed.com is the number one job site in the world because Indeed gets you the best people and fast. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay what you need. You can pause your account at any time, and there are no long-term contracts. Plus, Indeed provides powerful tools to make your search that much easier like sponsored jobs uh, that are three and a half times more likely to result in a hire. With 73% of online job seekers visiting Indeed each month, Indeed is going to get you the most important hire you need, just like they have for over 3 million businesses. So right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it and fast. Try Indeed out with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. This is their best offer available anywhere. Go right now to Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Offer valid through the end of the year, December 31st. All right, we got bet online. Football is back in full swing. You might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on every possible chance to win this season. From game spreads and totals to team player and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins, division, and championship futures all day, every day. Head to Bet Online today and take advantage of all the great sign up bonuses. Don't forget to use promo code BlueWire at betonline.ag. That's BlueWire, all one word, Bet Online, your online sports book expert. Always good to have Vicini on here. That was, that was just, incredible. Just right. always high level stuff there. Confirmed some stuff that you and I were thinking. Also gave us some new info. Hope that was good for the listeners. Yeah, I think, you know, Sam, my instant reaction, we'll get some of these questions here as, as we uh, round out the podcast. But it feels like to me that Wiseman is at the top of the list. You know, they want Anthony Edwards. If he's there, they'll begrudgingly take him. But they rather trade down. They love Okoro. Onyeka, Kongwu, Denny Avdia, like those are their guys. Like they want those guys, but they don't want them at two. Though they want Wiseman, they definitely don't want Lamelo and Edwards. They'll just take because because I'm I'm almost wondering if they're leaking the Edwards stuff, um, just as a smokescreen because no one buys that they want Lamelo, but they need people to think they like Edwards so that teams will like offer them trades if he's available at number two. Um, I can't tell because, you know, Sam, Sam did bring up the maturity stuff and it's a little worrisome. You definitely don't want to hear that, but also, yeah. but also, I, you know, he's, he's really talented, man. He, also, he's 19. Right. And that's the thing. Like I, you know, I hear it and, and Vassini made a good point too. He, he said, Hey, like, this is the stuff I'm not saying any of the stuff. This is stuff that, you know, these organizations are, are thinking of and they have to think of. And partly for me, it's like, I don't know if I care about any of that stuff. Maybe it doesn't matter. Maybe it shouldn't. He's 19. Um, Really, he's not. It doesn't seem like he's a bad guy. Like, some of the stuff he can't have help and what happened to him. I Like I said, if he ends up with the Knicks, then yeah, it probably goes bad. But if he ends up with the Warriors, I would probably probably be in on it. I, I just don't think, after hearing what, what Vicini said, that I don't think that the Warriors are going to do that. Um, I have, really I have zero doubt his agent, Rich Paul, <laughs> wants him to land with the Warriors. Um, you know, we make our clutch jokes here. But, like, I think every prospect hopes their guy hands with the Warriors just because, like, if you go through the scenarios here, it's like Minnesota, uh, you know, Charlotte. They don't really know who they are yet. Um, Chicago is kind of interesting, but it's certainly not as interesting as getting, like, your top prospect with Steph Curry and Draymond and Clay. Um, and you can keep going down the list. Like it's weird for a team with kind of the established culture as of the Warriors to be picking at number two. So, um, you know, I don't know. Uh, I, I think the other thing that was interesting to me was, uh, some of the trade down options, you know, I kind of was thinking they liked a Coro the way Sam discussed it now makes me feel very confident. They like a Coro. Yeah. Yeah, that that was the big one. That, that was a big takeaway where I heard him say it. And I, you've been on the Isaac Okoro uh, bandwagon here for the last month or so. I think you you were quick to notice that, hey, this is someone that the Warriors weren't really talking about or really leaking. Uh, but when you hear what Fasini said, you're like, well, shit. Like, that's 
like, believe me, man, if the, if the Warriors could draft him at two and like kind of not worry about like blowback or any of that value stuff, I right. bet you they would like they yeah. would. And for me, the question with him just as a prospect, so like Sam discusses, he's going to be a high level defender in the NBA and he's a smart passer. So obviously that, that screams warriors, but like, you know, that's also like Marcus smart. That's also like Justice Winslow, which is kind of like a disappointing return, right? He's hurt a lot. I'm still in on Winslow. He's hurt a lot, but yeah, I know. I know, but but like you know, right. he, and if you take Justice Winslow and like <laughs> you know, like Anthony Edwards turns out to be like Oladipo, you're not going to be happy with yourself. Is my point. Um, but like for me, the real question, which we didn't get to explore, Sam, is can he score? Like because he he had some highlight plays where he just. He, goes off the dribble to the rim and like even we've seen someone like Jimmy Butler who can't shoot the ball but like if you can at least handle the ball and get to the rim you know that's what Draymond and like Marcus Smart Iguodala in the later so, years can't do you know what okay. I'm saying like so you, those guys are just pure passers because they're they're not scoring threats okay so I think you brought up Marcus Smart and I think there's a difference here and I think it's something that's not physical right I think with Andre Iguodala maybe less so with Draymond Green, but let's stick with Andre Iguodala. His problem is mental because he doesn't score. It's not anything to do with he can't shoot. I mean, he can't really shoot, but he doesn't go up for layups. He passes when he's he, right he, on the rim. He avoids contact to the rim. <laughs> he avoids contact because he can't shoot, really shoot free throws unless it's in crunch time, which is weird. But like the thing with Iguodala <laughs> is, right? Like the thing with Iguodala is he just doesn't want to score. Like he could probably average 16 points, which is not a And he, a and lot, he but did when he was younger. In, in Philly, yeah. right? And and I think some of it's like they thought he was going to be like the next AI, right? All that type of stuff. So maybe some of that's like he was smart. averaging 15 and they wanted him to average 25. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, that stuff you don't, that's, you don't see that type of stuff from a guy that's just coming in from, from college. Like I, I highly doubt that Isaac Coral, like you develop that type of mental roadblock. It's like how Draymond can't shoot. Now I do think some of it's mental uh, that he just doesn't even try to shoot or he's just petrified. So I think you develop some of those things. So yeah, I'm with you. I think he's more Marcus smart where it's, he probably can't shoot, but he can get to 34. He could get to 35. Well, and the, the, the thing that's more interesting to me is can he finish in traffic? Because the big problem with Marcus Smart and Draymond is they're never going to be great shooters, but they also can't finish in traffic. They're, they're both too small, not athletic enough. Th- that's the difference between them and, let's say, young Andre. Young Andre could finish at the rim. Yeah. Um, can Isaac Okoro? Because if he's a guy who's going to shoot 32% from three but get to the free throw line and do kind of some of the attack the rim like Jimmy Butler type of things, that's fine. That's a star especially when you consider he's going to make all the winning plays in the margins. Right. Um, And that's the part I'm kind of curious about with him. Uh, I have zero doubt. He's going to be a productive, good player. It's a value thing for me. Like, do you really like, how mad would you be if they traded down for the next Marcus smart and the guy that they didn't pick James Wiseman ended up being Chris Bosch, you know, like that's like your worst case scenario, right? Like they went too safe. I, th- I think it, there is a chance of that happening. I think they will take Wiseman. I think Wiseman at two. I th- I'm almost like, I'm damn near about to just say that's going to be the guy, right, Sam? Like, I, I think, like, that's it. That's the guy. If he's there, they're taking him. I think what – And, and a trade's not – and a trade's not there. Like, if they stay at two. I don't know. I think they may just say we'll take him. Like, even if – like, even if – like, Vecino was saying he was joking, but probably not. Like, the Warriors should just go sprint if Larry Markkinen and four is there for two, right? Like, let's say Wiseman is there and that trade offer is there. Like, what do the Warriors do? Part of me is like, I don't know. I feel like the Warriors might just take Wiseman and get it done. Like, I don't I don't know. Or do they get Matt Markkinen who, like, doesn't fucking play defense? Like, is he really a basketball, like an NBA player? I don't think so. No, no, he's – he's. but, I mean, he's uh... – Man, he's, he can shoot. He can really shoot. Can but, shoot. like, yeah, what's, a, what's his upside without defense? Kelly Olnick? Like, it's fine. <laughs> You're right. never closing with that, so and then, and then and then you're picking up a scrap guy, like a like a fringe role guy, like a Coro or Denny, maybe maybe again maybe, but that's someone that they love. So to me, it's like I think the decision, the scary part is I think they do that trade if Anthony Edwards is there. So let's say Charlotte moves up and, and goes to one and get Wiseman, and then the Warriors are stuck with not really stuck with because they can move the pick, but they were like, oh, I don't think we want Edwards, so let's just move back and get a Coral. Right. Like, 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 I think that's right, what right. They would do. Like, that's your fear is that Anthony Edwards then becomes 
uh, Bradley Beal. And the Warriors are like, shit, we have, you know, shitty Marcus Mark. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we're, we're obviously talking upsides and everything, but it's like if he turns into Bradley Beal and you traded down for Marcus Smart, you're, you know, it's it's not the worst thing in the world, but like it, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's just playing it too safe. And I don't know, it, it's interesting. Like I'm, I like a lot of the players in this draft, but it's so hard to project which one will end up being the best. Like the odds – like we always say, no draft is bad. It's it's only bad because you can't – like there's no Zion. There's no obvious Ben Simmons guy, right? Yeah, yeah. So Like I, someone random like Killian Hayes at 12 maybe the best player. And then everyone everyone in four years will claim he was number two on their board and they just – they got vetoed by their owner, you know? Sure, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, that's – uh we haven't spent too much time. I mean, I, 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 I pulled a random name. <laughs> yeah. Um. He hasn't. He he's talked about Obi Toppin before. I don't think that's a target anymore for the Warriors. But he's talked about him as like a great uh, offensive cog for the Warriors. If they wanted him. I think Danny Fdia is. We were on this and literally, literally in like January, Sam. Like we were talking about Danny Fdia. So the Warriors, not surprising to either of us, love him. Um, I mean, so dude, like, I was I was in my twenties when the draft season started, <laughs> and I'm in my forties now. So, <laughs> like so so I think uh, which by the way. Um, we should plug this light years draft live uh, next Wednesday. We are having a pre-show with light years premium. If you have not subscribed to light years premium, which comes with uh, discord, extra podcasts, Sam sources, which I'm not, I'm not joking about Sam sources. Those do the league rumors sign up. Uh, it's on the blue wire pods website. I think Sam has a tweet pinned. I have the tweet pinned um, sign up there. We have a draft show coming next Wednesday. Uh, that is, uh, that's exciting. I mean, that's, and, and actually on this week's premium, we will unveil our big boards. The big boards are coming out this week. So, you know, trying to give a little extra content, but Hey, before we, you know, before we get out here, let's, uh, we had a bunch of great questions on Twitter as always, and we got to get to some of them. Um, let's see. Okay. Keanu. Um, shout out my, my Persian homie here. Uh, he already answered your question though, but, uh, got a two part question. Who do you think the dubs would prefer to be taken first overall? Do you think if ball is on the board, there would be an eager buyer that would be formidable for the Warriors? Okay. Sam kind of talked about this. I want to ask you, do you think, what do you think is the best case scenario for how the Minnesota pick plays out? Anthony Edwards. It has okay. to be. Yeah, if they get Anthony Edwards, a couple things, right? The Warriors, they can go with James Wiseman because that's their top pick on the board. Or somebody wants LaMelo Ball too, and they've smoke screened enough or they've done something enough to the point where somebody wants to move up for LaMelo Ball. So I think that's best case scenario. They get the guy they want, or they can get enough value to trade back. Okay. Um, I think, yeah, I'm with you there. I think I think if, if LaMelo falls someone's going to want to trade up and that might um, Sam mentioned Chicago, obviously Chicago doesn't have a point guard um, and LaMelo might entice them as like a, you know, future star. And then the Knicks, we know like LaMelo. So maybe both those scenarios might work out well for the Warriors to trade back and get, I mean, they might be able to get Wiseman at four, to be honest, but you never know. Like, I I mean, how happy would they be if they could get something out of the bulls and get the guy they wanted it to? Wiseman and Markinen just kill me. Just Wiseman, Markinen, Smiley, Chris, Looney. I mean, it's just gonna. Hey, be man, a- it's the Warriors. The there's, <laughs> the the roster has to somehow have seven fives on it at all times. <laughs> and then Draymond, just Jesus. Uh, did you hear the Atlanta Hawks? That seems to be an interesting one as as a team that moves up. Sam, I think Kevin Herter is a interesting name. Um, I that's love the Herter. I think I would. Um, I think I would do six. I would do Herter to move back from two to six. Um, really good shooter. Um, very underrated playmaker. Uh, I don't know. What What are your thoughts on her? I I think that's actually a really nice play back option because Herter's still young, so there's upside there. But you also know he's a guaranteed twenty minutes of high level play off the bench, and like, quite frankly, it'd just be nice to have a legit shooter <laughs> off the bench. <laughs> 
So that there, that's number one. I, I'm a little bit confused why this trade uh, is popping up. I don't know why Travis Schlenk is would be moving this pick. I don't know what he wants. But again, Travis Schlenk is someone that has moved up and down the draft, right? Like he's not afraid to wheel and deal. He moved, you know, for Trey Young, uh, and then he moved up again. He got another guy who sucks. I forget his name. It's not coming to me right now. Yeah, Reddish. Uh, uh, yeah, I like Cam Reddish. I'm a big. I would. I would. I would love Cam Reddish on the Warriors. I think he's going to be good. He might be a year or two away still. Might be four years from four years. Kevin Herter is is you know he's almost forty percent from three, right? So like they love the clay comparisons. Nobody's clay, but like I just three point eight three point eight assists last year. I think he's actually. He would, I would do that in two seconds. A little more. Well, he's not. He's not Tyler Hero. He's not hijacking the offense from forty feet. But uh, uh, he's got a little bit of playmaking chops there. Like he just. He fits with the Warriors on doing offense. Yeah, he's not much of a defender, but yeah, but you could, you could. I think it would be a fantastic move. I think they could get him and insert him in as a bench role, and then you could get someone like a Coral, which they probably would if he's there, right? Like or Denny Fdia. Like they'll probably like one of those guys are going to be there if they're going to get or back even Onyeka Kongu, you know, who they I, love as well. Yeah, I mean, so. all of a sudden, if they if they got like you said, if they got Herger and a Coral, now they have two young wings. All of a sudden, their wing rotation. Yep, it's nice. That's a lot of good players there. It's a lot. That would of, be best case. A lot of good warrior style players. Yep. So yep. I like that one. And by the way, that was from GS Warrior eighteen. Shout out to you for listening. <laughs> uh, let's go to the next question here. Okay. Um, Somebody's Kenton Wong's asking about Sam sources. That's that's premium only. I'm sorry. Premium, premium only. I'm sorry, guys. We got a little of it. I did leak some Okoro stuff with uh with Vicini, and by leaked, I mean I just got Sam to confirm stuff. So uh, <laughs> uh, and and by that, I really just mean Sam just did. So we got the actual Sam sources on this episode. Oh, that's great. Um, there's a Cam Reddish question too. How do we like? That's great. I didn't even see that one. Well, it, I mean, there was the, the, now everyone's once the Hawks insider said they want to trade up. Now we have uh, every all of Warriors t- Twitter scanning the the Hawks <laughs> roster trying to figure out like who we can take. Option Zero has 18 trades that he's ready to throw out there. Okay, uh, um, from uh, SNE Gussie 64. In my eyes, it seems like the Warriors are smoke screening and devaluing Wiseman. What are your thoughts on the Warriors trying to devalue the bigs in the draft in order to trade down and select them later? <laughs> you know, I did think a lot of light years uh, when when Vicini was talking. You know, I. Uh, what do you think about this, Sam? Do you think that what the Lakers did in the postseason is something that that the Warriors care about? Like, is it something that is going to change how the league is going to be run the next few years? I personally think not. Uh, but I want to hear your thoughts because that's kind of like, you know, Dwight Howard, Bron James, Anthony Davis, like a jumbo, super big kind of lineup, right? JaVale McGee, like... If I, if I asked you what is the perfect small ball front court, it's LeBron and AD. I don't think they did anything special uh, schematically. I think... They just got the perfect small ball five and the perfect small ball four. They just happen to be huge. Uh, so, like, it's it's always going to be difficult to deal with that because, I mean, LeBron is a wing who's the size of a of Bam Adebayo, and like AD is just huge in his own way. So, like, um, yeah, I, I guess I guess to your point, I don't know that they change anything other than like the requisite has always been to find mobility as big as you can find it. Like find the most versatile size you can, I guess. Is that like, like you can, I'm with you. Like, like that's, it's not, it's, you don't want to stick like, what is it? The, the, the square into a circle. Like that's not what you're trying to do. Right. Just because James Wiseman, let's say, let's take James Wiseman, for example, and he ends up being a league average center. Like just because he's a league average center doesn't mean that he should be your center. Like just cause he's big. Uh, what, what the Lakers had did last year is they just, their best players were big is what you're trying to say. Like the Warriors had Draymond Green and Kevin Durant. 
that was the best front court in the NBA because it's Draymond Green and Kevin Durant. Those are like the two best defenders, right? Um, and it's like that's – it's simply just that. You don't just want to pick some guy because he's super big. Now, if you think James Wise ends up being Chris Bosh, then by all means do it. But if not, you don't just pick him. But isn't the big. reason – the reason you like Wiseman is because he's mobile, not because he's 7-1. Or it's like the combination. Like it's a, if, yeah. he was, if he was 7-1 and moved like Jokic, would you be all that excited? <laughs> right. Right, that's and the, the, that's pro- the point. The problem Wiseman too is also uh, now I'm kind of in on Wiseman. I actually have been for the last couple of months, but he's not that mobile. Like Jekyll uh, Kongwu is is a lot more mobile, but he's a lot smaller. It's a problem. He's like six nine, um, but he's yeah, Kongwu. Kongwu definitely moves better laterally. That's yeah. the thing. He's just so. he's just tiny compared to to Wiseman. But you know, maybe that's the next bam. But all right, let's get through a couple more. From B-Ball Archives, it's common on Twitter to rank Kawhi and Giannis ahead of Steph. But if Steph were on the Bucks in the place of Giannis and oh on boy. the Clippers in the place of Kawhi, do either of those teams lose in the second round? Uh, do you want to go first? I, I guess I have an answer. I'm going to let you go first. Yeah, I think – okay, first off, I think these teams were built, especially the Bucks were built for Giannis, at least in the vision that they have for Giannis, right? Like it's – like if you – if they had Steph the last four years, I don't think they're building – you know, they're not – that's Eric Bledsoe. You don't think not they the get team. Eric Bledsoe. Exactly. <laughs> we both said the same thing. Like I don't think Eric Bledsoe is on the team. So that being said, um, I think the Bucks are a little bit harder to, to – Gage. So I'm just going to do Clippers because I think that Steph fits perfectly with the Clippers. And I think that's a team that he could probably get the Clippers to at least the Western Conference Finals. Like, can you imagine Steph with Montres Harrell as a cutter, uh, as a screen setter? You got Paul George as his, right? Like Paul George as his, as his guy. Like, like Kawhi is not really a guy that makes the best out of players. Steph is literally the opposite. He makes the best out of players. And I think him and PG would just be incredible. The Steph Lou Will backcourt is a problem. <laughs> I don't know how they handle not, that not one. Not getting a lot of stops. <laughs> no, but so maybe you bench him for Pat Beth. But I think Steph and the Clippers, yeah, they don't lose in the second round. I will say that. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, and I love those players. But, yeah, I think Steph has a larger team impact than both of them. Yeah. Um, from Vitali510, I like that Jeremy Grant was brought up on the last episode. What would we have to give up to get a player like Jeremy Grant? Um, I don't think the Warriors can get Jeremy Grant, to yeah. be honest, because he would either have to accept a mid-level exception or they would have to do a sign-in trade, in which case they hard cap themselves. And they don't want the hard cap because it's going to be even worse this year. So... I'm I'm kind of staying away from guys who I know are non-options there. Uh, I would love him on the Warriors. Like, he does fit what they want. He is close to the perfect small ball four next to Draymond at five. Uh, but I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah. I'm going to zoom through a few more before we get out of here. Um, let's see here. Uh, option zero. Oh, option zero. We finally got, I, th- I feel like we haven't seen a question from him in a while. So would the Warriors be more enticed by an actual player for the second pick or draft pap- or draft capital with picks in this or next year's draft? It's a good question, Sam. What do you think? Hmm. Um, I think they would prefer a player, but I don't think they prefer it that much. I think if they get the right picks, they would take like they're gonna they're gonna do the the trade that gives them the most assets for a future move. So, for example, someone like Herder or Lowry are rookie deal players where they still have a bunch of value for a future move, and they help you now. I think they would prefer that to future picks per se, but they wouldn't be opposed to future picks. Like, what, what's the worst that's going to happen by having all these picks in the future? Right? It's going to yeah. allow them to make trades. Maybe maybe they can actually draft someone that's good. We'll see. Adarsh the first. Oh, based don't on, get don't get too ahead of yourself. <laughs> no, Adarsh the first. Based on the performance of rookies and young players in the bubble, along with the fact that next year we'll have minimal fans in the bubble type atmosphere, this is a great question. Do you think that top prospects like Edwards, Wiseman, and Akongwu, etc., could be very solid playoff contributors next year? It's a good question, Sam. Like, do you think these guys because it's just going to be an easier environment? Do you think these guys are going to be better next season? The the Tyler Hero. Yeah. Um, That's a great, also a great point. Maybe. I don't know if we're going to get a bubble next year, honestly. Uh, you know, we got the vaccine coming. Who knows? Uh, I don't, I, it feels like we're getting too ahead of ourselves on that one. 
I actually think the opposite. I think it's going to be really hard for, for rookies uh, initially because they're going to pick the 18th. They're going to fly to the Bay on the you know 19th and then camp opens on the first and then they play games on the 22nd. Yeah. It's like, it's all really quick. Yeah. They, I wouldn't be surprised if like, let's say they take Wiseman if his first couple months are pretty sloppy and then he starts getting into the flow in a way that's worse than a normal rookie. The uh, the thing is here, keep in mind, like you say, Tyler Hero. Tyler Hero had a normal off season and and regular season. That the, obviously they and then and anyway. then they had a four month break where they yeah. could do team workouts. Miami was one of the only teams who was still working out together during the whole COVID. God, that's so Miami. That's just so fucking Miami. Just Jimmy, Jimmy's running the you know drill sergeant Jimmy. God, uh, Danielle Fofana. This is going to be a quick one. It's November eighteenth. Let's say you're Bob Myers. You're in the draft room. You got one goal. Get a ring. What do you do? Which player do you select? Which trade do you try? I think we both agree it's Wiseman. Right? If you want to win a ring. I mean, I'm very in on this herder and the number six right now. I can't stop thinking about it. But um, <laughs> but I don't think it's there, so I'm with you. If you stay at two, it's Wiseman. Uh, yeah, which realistic trade do you try? Uh, the thing is, you know, I don't know. I don't know. If there are any trades, we've talked for months and months and months and months about these trades. Now we're a week away, Sam. I don't think that there's a trade that I think the Warriors should do. That's realistic. I just, I don't see a path to anything. Like just, just nothing I can think of. Like, yeah, of course, trade it for freaking Giannis. Great. If you could trade it for Josh Richardson, even if you could, but I don't think any of those are there. I don't think you're making a trade to, get to go down and get you know marvin bagley like no i don't want that <laughs> so i don't think there's anything yeah maybe i mean i'm kind of in on bagley but uh, uh but i am with you that i don't know that these trades are going to appear that we want them to so i'm kind of proceeding that they won't um last question here i want to end with this from right. kosunju 16 Niners versus Warriors clone season thoughts. Injuries derail a championship team to give a higher pick and ability to reload and not rebuild. Okay, so there are a couple of differences, right? The Niners, they've got the top pick in like six rounds. They have like, I think, eight picks. Um, also, the night, like, the Niners, like, the draft, I know if our draft is always good. Right, there's just too much talent. You're more, seven likely to, you're more likely to get a serious contributor as a rookie. Yep. Nick Bosa would have won MVP. That's another great they, point. If they, uh, if they, you know, held off Mahomes there, like there's no world in which they were holding an, Bosa, an, so. an NBA, uh, an NBA pick is as good at basketball in year one as Bosa was in football. That's a great point. I that's that's that is actually that's the number one point the point i was going to make was that you just get more players in the nfl like you could just rebuild with like a fourth round like a fourth round guy could be a starter could be a starting cornerback for you like that it's just there's just like we're sitting here Dre greenlaw right right like incredible i think he went a sixth round actually or fifth round um and it's like we're over here with the number two pick even in a shitty draft praying that james wiseman could be like some type of contributor right like in the way that Dre greenlaw was like if, if if wiseman had greenlaw impact and we're talking about a top two pick. So, you know, there's a bit of a difference. Also, the Niners seem like they're going to be good here for a while, Sam. Like, I think, yeah. I think, you know, provided that they get some type of quarterback. Uh, if it's not Beathard or, like, Mel, if it's Mullins and Beathard next season, you're, you're not – you're winning eight, seven games maybe. But I think right. the Warriors are on the other side of that, right? Like, they've got, you know, two seasons, three Either. Yeah, the the only the only pushback I'll give you here is football is way more fickle. Like um windows are much tighter. Like if you have four three bad drafts in a row, all of a sudden you're not good again. You know, like you constantly having to replenish every draft and in the NBA, if you draft Steph Curry, you're good for a decade, you know, that type of thing. So, so either way it sucks, it all sucks, but the uh the the Warriors are on their on their way back. So again, one last plug: Light Years Premium uh, live draft show starting at Sam, I believe, three thirty Pacific. Let's go, guys! Yeah, we'll get we'll, we, we're going to put up uh, our big boards on premium this week, and we are nine days away from the draft. All right, man. Finally, later. <laughs>